0: Thank you. This is my confessional, my whole just real soapbox on this episode. And, you know, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Finally and of course, with your host, Waze. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm well. <clears throat> so let me start off by saying this. I got three categories to attack the message that I want to give out today. And this is all about learning my path to my originality. And um, I start understanding what this world is about. What is the secret to your life set? And knowing, trying to fulfill your happiness before you kick the bucket and you're six feet deep. I got a lot ahead of me. I realized that. And the one thing that I don't like is, especially um, around my age range, you know, so many people are scared of getting into the 30s. As if the 20s was in a reclamation time of greatness. And I'm not revealing my age on here. I'm just saying like once you hit the 30s, it's like, oh, no, you're in your 30s, blah, 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 and this, that, and And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a part of life. You're still young when you're in your 30s. You know what I'm saying? So as I narrate or I give my monologue today to you guys, um, this is just very special to me. Because I'm letting myself be vulnerable with my messages today and, you know, not being afraid to, you know, get deep into this conversation about learning myself and learning this path that I'm trying to get on. So here's the breakdown. I got into my spiritual realm, like for real, for real, like in my mid-20s, right, Let me say this. It was the most beautiful upon beautiful thing that I've ever got into. And shout outs to this brother now deceased. Uh, You know, there's a couple of people that put the battery in my back. Let me just say that for reference. But I was just watching this documentary on that brother, Capital Steez, the one that's out of the camp with. Joey Badass and the whole entire pro-era crew or the Beast Coast crew. And, um, you know, they was talking about 47. They was talking about ascension. They was talking about the spirituality, the plane, the astral plane, and all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm not that deep into it, right? I come from zodiacs and astrology, right? That was my whole thing. And more or less getting into that realm seeing repeating numbers, understanding master numbers, the universe, um, you know, life path numbers and all those different things, the zodiacs and all this other stuff, which kind of annoys me nowadays because it's pretty much like certain women, a good amount of women always mention that dumbass zodiac shit, and it's just annoying. I was like, cool, I like zodiac signs, but it comes to a limit where I'm like, this is too much. I don't want to hear about zodiac signs all day. So when I got into my spiritual world, right, a lot of things started to make sense to me. Living in a metropolis, you view certain people and you say, yo, you got a spirit on you or they got a spirit on them. There's something wrong with them. Their chi is off, their zen is off. And it's like, psychologically, I could speak to people. Now, I could obviously say body language, but that that's just one basic practice. Like, this sounds really odd, but it's not sometimes I feel like I can look into the soul of people and tell how they are just based upon their eyes. Like I could just tell like something with them and just this idea of energy because energy is real. Energy is real. The attraction is like a human battery. So being around your friends is an exhibition of energy. Your household, your parenthood, Um, What it's like to be from parents that might have been toxic or non-toxic. That all ties in into energy because it allows you to form your lifestyle, your life set, and then start to understand yourself on your own journey, which I say towards the most high, right? And this is the thing. My spirituality is very important. Sometimes, and I mean sometimes... I meditate, learning how to do prayer, wanting to study the Bible. And, you know, obviously my spirituality being in the mid-20s, it's still a lot to learn. But I've always been more of a spiritual, traditional man, even growing up. I've always believed in some type of mindset. I just never could connect to it. You're talking to someone who came from the Christian church, Baptist, okay? Got baptized when I was 13, all right? And my thing about it is when I had got baptized, I felt something inside myself that just felt like I'm growing closer to God. Right now, in my age range, I just want to hear the story about God and his disciples. That's what I want to know. Something in me is just telling me like, you got to know this. Like, I love reading. I love history. I love all those different things because it allows me to understand the worldview of now. But the more that I want to get closer to God, the more I'm willing to get closer to God. And that's real. Like, I'm not perfect. You know, know, I admit it every day. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm trying. God knows I'm trying. God knows my heart. There's something that I want to do later this year. When I really get the inspiration to do it, that's going to be talking about journeys. That's going to be talking about paths. That's going to be talking about, you know, getting from one place to another. I hope that I can share it this year. Uh, And I think that I am. I know know that I am going to share it this year with you guys. And so you guys can see my vision. Because it's just deeper than what it's like on a surface level. You got to dig deep into what I'm trying to say. And it is in a form of art. So I do want you guys to look forward to that and just look out for that. You know what I'm saying? But on a spiritual mindset, I start to look at people differently. I start to understand people's energy. I start to understand people on a cosmic level. I start to understand why things are the way that they are. I start to understand why this world is going in the direction that it's going in. A lot of things start to make sense to me, like where I'm at in my life. And I may not be privy to all the history, privy to you know, the different levels of energy and all these different things, but I can understand it for what it is. And my spirituality, you know, there's still that type of understanding I'm trying to understand myself and understanding two worlds and getting into this idea of energies and spirits and what's the spirit in the house? What is these different things that go on? What is the spirit out in the world? What is this type of energy and all these different things? Connecting all these names for spirits and demons and connecting all the names to all these different things. Actually understanding like things like what a Jezebel is. What is a succubi spirit? Because a lot of people say Jezebel. Oh, she's a Jezebel and this, that, and a third. It's a love spirit. I'm trying to learn all that. And the idea of spirituality... With inside yourself You know A lot of people don't take that time to Look at themselves Like I want to take you on a trip Hear me out So for instance right Let's just say I do a bad action right Let's just say I do something bad that I wasn't supposed to In my mind In my physical plane I'm looking at myself from the highest mountain clip And I'm all the way down in the forest That's what it's like in my world And That is the most craziest feeling because it's all in my mind. But I can visually look at myself right now and look at myself from where I'm at. Now, where I'm at on a mountaintop is where I want to be. And I'm constantly just looking down at myself and I'm saying, yo, this is what you're doing. I see you. Right. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't even have to be a bad thing. It's good or bad. But I see you. I'm looking at you in that forest and I'm on a highest mountain clip, and I'm just meditating with some type of like herb or something like that, like incense. Right. So incense blowing out. Right. And I'm just sitting Indian style with a cup of ginger beer in my hand, just sipping it slowly and smoking some herb, not weed, smoking an herb. That's what it's like in my world. And with the spiritual concept, that's just really what I want to let off because this journey of trying to become your full self, a lot of people are saying it's the last days, it's the last days, and I see it. And I'm just like, everybody's like, hurry up, hurry up. Time is ticking, time is ticking. My time is unlimited. My time is not measured by your time. My time is limited. I mean, my time is unlimited. So it's like, I don't, that's why it's difficult for me to fit in with a lot of conversations and a lot of ideologies because I don't operate like that. Like the way that I operate, like this journey is slow, paceful, meaningful. I get some roadblocks and I say delayed, but I'm gonna get back to it being on schedule. That's what it's like for me. Like, like right now, like there was something that happened with something of mine, gotta get it fixed. And it delayed my process because I was looking forward to doing certain things with the stuff that I had. But now I have to get it fixed and it's like messing my stuff up. But I'm going to get back to it once it gets fixed. If you understand my logic. So that's just on a spiritual plane. And I'm going to have a couple of other things that I want to talk about. So. This right here I want to talk about is context. I'll admit this. I may not be the smartest, but I definitely am not the dumbest. I'll say that. I may not be privy to everything that happened in life, right? I may not have all the words that I need to know. I may not have all the formal educations that I have. I may not have gotten the best degree or whatever or things that suit my interests, but I know my purpose and whatever it is that I felt in the past was for a particular reason. And, um, you know, why I speak on the idea of context is just the idea of understanding what you're talking about. And let me explain why. Because what I notice on my journey is I get excited about learning new things. I get so excited. I'm like, yes, I learned this from a YouTube video. I learned this from them Hebrew Israelites on the streets. I learned this from that random ass dude that was talking to me late at night on that Queensbound in train when I got off of work two years ago. I had a dope conversation and I learned something from that brother that was sitting with me in Washington Square Park. Like, it excites me to learn new things. What I start to learn is it's not a good idea to be a regurgitator. Because requiring yourself to say something means you have to back it up. So, like, if I say things like, like, there's a conversation I'm going to be having soon, right? And I'm going to be having a conversation about, let's just say, where soul food comes from. And I say... Soul food isn't slave food. Soul food is not slave food. I have to give you a reason to say, why is soul food not slave food? Now, if I say, like, if I don't have the proper context, right, and if I didn't actually research this, which I actually did. I did actually research some of the foods that are required with soul food. I actually did. Right. If I say something like, you know, well, soul food comes from da-da-da-da. Where's the information on that? Now what I'll try to do is, according this is what I'll say, according to a source I heard from or this is the sources that I heard from because I don't want to just rely on one source I want to rely on the fact of the matter that there's different people or different things that I've actually researched or heard from and if they sound similar or they sound the same it'll kind of be more of a confirmation for me to actually say, okay, this is true because of X, Y, and Z, right? Now, my thing about it is, again, I have to prove to you soul food is not necessarily slave food. Now, I'll bring up things like certain Indian tribes, right? Certain so-called Indian tribes, right? Um, certain European settlers or European explorers and all these different things to prove my point. Like, for instance, I could confidently tell you that stuff like wild rice or like sweet potato, sweet potatoes is from the Americas. It's not from any other. It's not from Africa. and It's not from Europe. It's from here. Right. Things like cornbread. Cornbread is the Americas. You know what I'm saying? Like these different things I can confirm and I can tell you confidently this is not European made food. So, that's my point about context. And I think that humbly, humbling yourself into being like, okay, I know you're excited because you learned that. Dig deep into it now. So that when you have a conversation with someone next time, you know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you're not just saying things like, well, I heard it and da-da-da-da, this, that, and the third. And of course, there's conversations I've had with people and I just be like, well, you know, this is how I see it and this, that, and the third. But facts over feelings. A lot of people know this rule, but we don't follow it. Facts over feelings. And the more that I grow as a man, the more that I start to feel, the more the the things that I start to ask questions about, the more I ponder, the more times I look at different aspects. I start to be like, hey, facts over feelings. Statistically, this is true. Or historically, this is true. Historically, this is false. Or that's not relative information. You understand what I'm saying? So I definitely do make sure to see like how I do. I try my best not to regurgitate what I learned and not be so happy-go-lucky getting into this information. Now, if it's brought up and I just learned it, I'd be like, hey, look, listen, this is the source that I got it from or I heard it from so-and-so. X, Y, and Z. I'm doing research on it. So don't quote me. Don't misquote me on that. Those are the type of tools and those are the type of words I will say mid conversation in order to alert people like, hey, look, this is what I'm, this is what I heard. Now, if you have something to go against that, that's absolutely fine. And I think that a lot of people try to say, like, you know, I think certain people feel this. Maybe I'm wrong, but certain people, may not like debates because the way that they have, like, people stick to their guns on things. They'd be like, hey, look, listen, it's not really about trading information. It's about making a point why I'm right and why you're wrong, you know? And it it, it goes to that element where there's both sides not met, you know what I'm saying? Because the idea of a conversation is to come out with information as well. And I think a lot of people want this This whole, and naturally, we're, we're you know, and especially as men, we're competitive. We want to be right about everything. Like, yo, I'm right about this. You're wrong. Just give me my props and take that L. Like, that is the mindset of a lot of us men, especially when we debate, you know, because you're not going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to dig every reason to prove that you're wrong. So you got to back it up. And I realize that. And I think it's a beautiful thing for, for me to realize because certain people are just too... You know, standing on believing, hey, well, what I say is right. Or this is what I heard, so this is what I heard. Everything that they said is right. When even your top scholars could be wrong. You know, and that's why I always believe even the smartest person still has to strive to be smarter. It is what it is. I don't believe that there's not one person in this world that knows everything. I don't believe that people could prove me wrong. I will dare to challenge anyone That will sit here and tell me the smartest person in the world and the know-it-all knows it all 100%. Because I bet you they don't. I bet you they don't. They still have to study. They still even have to look at the most simplest thing and be like, oh, I didn't know that. Now, you could be the smartest in your field and smart in multiple fields. But that does not make you the smartest person in the world. And that's why I don't like the idea of perfection. Because it goes into the concept of perfection. No one is perfect. Perfection is never 100%. N- n- not even in the least bit 99.99%. Like I think at most, most people are about 95%. Which leaves out 5% given into the fact of the matter it may court into ignorance. It may court into just not knowing information or imperfections. Like that's what I believe. Like, I don't believe nobody is 100%. You're at least or at most 95%. 5% for the stuff that you could attain and you still could learn. So that is a an argument that I will make and I will make sure that I say it over and over again until my face goes blue because that's just how I see things and, you know, that's just the reality of the situation so that's it last thing that I really wanted to mention was about behavioral aspects and I think that maturity comes with a lot of learning from past mistakes and just be willing to open up and be vulnerable to who you are right So let me start off by this. I'm a passionate man. I like to be expressive about how I feel. And a lot of the times, I feel like people may misconstrue my passionate with things as being emotional, sensitive, all these different things. And I've had a tough time dealing with that because I don't think that I exhibit those traits at all. And I think that a lot of people just need to hear me out when I'm saying this, not assume like, oh, yeah, you're definitely sensitive. No, I've been able to have conversations with people. I don't have to get into a world where I have to have to insult you, where I have to talk about you physically. I have to talk about you mentally or I have to bring out other compartments that do not supply evidence for the debate that I'm saying towards you. And I find it that. With a lot of, especially men in this society, they have to go to that type of argument to say, oh, I could defeat you by saying these different things. Like, for instance, this is a conversation that annoys me, right? Let's just say we're having a debate on something. Let's say that we're having a debate on, I don't know, let's let's talk about maybe music or let's talk about like how... This society is going to shit. If it becomes very passionate, right? it becomes a very passionate argument, I'm saying, yo, da-da-da-da-da, this third. The guy comes out of nowhere there and says, oh, you're broke, though. You ain't getting no money. You ain't got no money in the bank. You still live at home with your mother, which is not true. But, yo, I got more money than you. I make more money than you. I got the freshest clothes. You look like a bum. Look at your face. Look at you. You short prick. All these different things to just make me feel like crap in an argument. Like, I've never understood why they have to take it there. Like, from, like, like, like there's no compassion. Like, so, 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 this is a thing. The broke man argument. This is something I mentioned on another episode. If you are providing for yourself at the core and at the basis, you're not broke. You have bad spending habits, however, if you don't know how to save properly or you don't know how to have emergency funds or put things in a bank or have things in chronological order when it comes to finances. Like, I don't believe that argument when people say, oh, you're broke. If you are able to provide for yourself, no matter how much you pay for rent or how much you pay for mortgage, Whatever. If you have a roof over your head and you have constantly had a roof over your head for, with no problems, how could you be broke? If you pay all of your bills, how could you be broke? You've never been late with payments. You've never been evicted. All these different things. Nothing happens. And that's the thing that pisses me off about these arguments because it starts to become personal. Then it's just like, you know, certain people will exhort to the idea oh, whoa, he's so emotional, or he's probably raised with a single mother, or, oh, he's raised without his dad. Like, I'm saying this because I've heard this from people. And I start to recline back and look from the mountaintop at society, and I say, why is it that when it comes to certain conversations that especially men are blocked off from having an opinion on something where they feel very strongly on it, and they are not able to express themselves in a way where it's just like, hey, this is how I see things and this is how it is. Now, let me, let me break this down even further. I've seen dudes, I, I've been watching a lot of Hebrew Israelite videos lately, right? I like the Hebrew Israelites. I aspire to learn about the Hebrew Israelites because I believe that the North American Negro We have to get out of the mindset of a lot of the things that was taught to us. So whether it be the Moors, whether it be the Aboriginal Americans, whether it be the Hebrew Israelites, the Nuwapians, whatever have you. And then, you know, you have the Pan-Africans, right? The so-called African-American needs to learn their real history. We just have to. I was watching these Hebrew Israelites videos. And I remember... You know, you know how the Hebrew Israelites are, Edom, white people, all these different things. It was this brother, this older brother, that was having a conversation with a brother that looks to be in his late teenager years or his early twenties, Hebrew Israelite dude. And he's just like, it, I don't know, I don't know how it started, but it got heated to the point the elder man was like, "Yo, yo, fuck out of here, yo, nah, yo." I'll fuck you up, yo. You a liar, yo. Da-da-da-da. Stop spreading false messages to our people, yo. I'll fuck you up right now. We can fight right now. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, but why are you getting all mad because he's bringing out the scriptures and he's bringing out the stuff that's information, right? This man literally got mad and challenged this guy to a fight. I've never, ever, ever, regardless of how serious I've gotten in the debate, I've never made it to a point that I really want to fight somebody. Because verbal exchanges is a doozy. And let me tell you why. Because verbal arguments lead to fights. They do. They're like, let's just say I came up to you aggressively and because of the tone of my voice, that is an indicator of how aggressive I'm being towards you. Peep this. Let's do a study right now. So let's just say, yo, <laughs> I want to fight you, yo. I want to fight you, yo. You mad stupid, son. Like, I want to fight you. Now, you'll be like, yo, why, yo, we joking. We joking. So it's not like you're going to take it seriously. As opposed to when I say, yo, I deadass want to fight you, yo, you really stupid, yo, you stupid as hell. I'm going to fight you right now. You're going to be like, you want to fight me? Okay, so what's up? You know, the tone of things is going to be an indicator. And that's why I start to look at different things differently, especially when it comes to behavior. Because it is always about the mind first and then building from the mind comes out the vocal cords. So when you're in tune with your mind, and then you give into your thoughts, that gives into your vocal cords, thus having this conversation with you, then it starts to be on some stuff. How is the reaction going to be? And I think that I heard this concept before, um, the concept of the ten ninety. Ten percent is the situation; ninety percent is how you react to it. That's just what it is, and. I think that a lot of people, when they're so in tune with whatever it is that they think, they do not want to hear the opposing sides because they take offense to it. And with learning this journey of my originality, I start to understand it. I start to be like, okay, I got you. No problems whatsoever. I try my best not to get into very bad conversations with people. Certain people might have been mad at me for saying things that are how I really feel. And I say, look, I'm not really trying to argue with you, but this is my opinion. We don't need to get all, you know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. I can be very passionate. I can be like, yo, da-da-da-da-no, no. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But I try to leave the curses out of it. I try to leave the whole entire, you know, you're stupid and try to personally throw jabs at you. I try, I try. And I just think that this is where a lot of people might have it misunderstood. I've never cried from debates. I've never been like, oh, you sold to me. And I start crying. I never did that. Like, I might feel some type of way about it. But it's just like, just the, 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 the demeaning gets on my nerves. Because now you're placing me in a box and you're labeling me for just having a conversation. I remember my days when I used to be on that activist stint. I started to realize I needed to get away from that. What was it bringing to my life? Nothing. And you, you know, you might view past episodes of Finally Podcast, and if you've been here since day one, and I really do appreciate it. But where I'm at in life, when you start to realize the behavioral aspect and why I want to dig into it more, the psychology, and you know, digging into. You know, tones and behavioral issues and the idea of voice and sounds, which I aspire to learn. I think it's called phono- phonology or something like that. Phonyology or something like that. Govern on that type of pace. You start to learn reactions based on the tone of voice, based off how someone's pitches and the velocity of what they're saying. I don't know if velocity is the right word, but just understand where I'm coming from. Just that certain things is going to be a reactor and you have to just test it out. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to just test it out and see where it goes. So that's my concept of the behavioral aspect and finding ways to have some type of parental advisory to manage conflict because I don't like when people say we all got to get along we all have to it's not reality there's always going to be opposing sides whether you like it or not like for instance I don't agree with gangs or that you have racist people there's always going to be racist so-called white people there's always gonna be racist, so called black people. Even though black people say they can't be racist, you can be racist towards another nation. You can. And you usually are naturally racist towards another nation. And you have some type of prejudice. Like, well, no. But there's an idea you can be racist. So, with that being said, learning these different things in a behavioral aspect. It puts me at ease to know even in my spiritual journey, that's a download that I'm getting. And that with that download, I can take it as like, yo, I'm actually learning something new and essential that's going to help me out in life and I can spread the word and awareness to other people. Because that's what my life is strung upon, like helping out other people and giving people my world, whether for free or with a price, whatever it is, like giving this out and I appreciate other people especially my learning has come from YouTube and Instagram I'll admit it I will never say that these are useless apps because they definitely help me learn different things and put something in myself to want to learn it more and you know shout outs to a lot of people that's done this because it without this knowledge like yo like I really you know felt something out of it but Getting back to the point of the behavioral aspect, when it comes to the spiritual plane, whether you're talking pineal glands, your third eye, and all these different things, it's very important that we get to that level where we start to look at ourselves. That you're looking at yourself from the mountaintop at the actions of where you're at in the forest. How you're reacting with other creatures, how you're reacting with other souls. You understand? You understand? And I hope to reach that level where I like my past mistakes is my past mistakes. I'm not repeating the cycle. Or when I debate somebody, I'm being very more cautious on how I say things or how my delivery is. Okay, not that I really care what people think, but just that I'm aware of myself when it comes to that. So otherwise than that, that's all I got to say. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Finally Podcasting. Peace and hair grease.